Imagine with me a structure so perfect in its construction. Every detail was designed by the Almighty God and pointed to some aspect of the character and work of Jesus Christ. I found the perfect meeting place and I wanted to share it with all of you. Please join me and Pastor Harold Jamel as we discuss the features and spiritual significance of the tabernacle. You don't want to miss this episode, so please stay tuned. Hey everyone, it's MJ. Thank you for joining me once again. I hope you are having an amazing day today. I just want to take this time to say thank you to all of our listeners and subscribers. And those of you who are new to the Change My Life family, welcome. I hope that you would subscribe. There'll be many inspirational episodes that will be coming your way. And don't forget, you can stay connected with us on social media. We are on Facebook as well as Instagram at Change My Life Podcast. So thanks again for your love and support. I am very excited today about this episode and my very special guest. He has been pastoring for 33 years. He has done mission work for 20 years and has served in countries such as Malawi, Africa, Haiti, Venezuela, Trinidad, and so much more. He is also a husband of 38 years and has three children and eight grandchildren. And he is here with us today, none other than Pastor Harold Jamal. Thank you for being here. God bless you. Thank you. Yes. And so Pastor Jamal preached a message on last year entitled The Tabernacle. And it was such a good message. It was very informative. And I really wanted to have him on the show today to share with us and teach us how we are the tabernacle today. And of course, give us the significance of the tabernacle in biblical times. I guarantee you, you're going to enjoy this. So please share this episode with someone. Okay, Pastor Jamal, let's get into it. But before we do, you are a walking, talking miracle. And I just want you to give us a little bit of your testimony, if you don't mind. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm glad to be here with you today. Um, yes, the Lord has really blessed me. I'm from Haiti. Um, came here when I was nine years old. In 2012, I suffered my first heart attack. Hmm. Uh, since then, had three other heart attacks and a quadruple bypass. Um, and so the Lord has really blessed me and brought me through. Um, I don't feel the side effects of having gone through uh, these different things and talking to the doctors. My heart rate is still good. Um, you know, so I praise God. I praise God for his goodness. I praise God for his healing. Amen. First-hand experience of what God can do yes. um, for that. So if I can just share this part right here. Um, the Lord came to me. A number of years ago when I first got saved and showed me that he was making a covenant with me he showed me the uh, rainbow hmm. and he let me know that as long as I stayed with him he would stay with me Wow, that's and awesome. I intend on staying with him that's awesome that's really really awesome okay I'm very excited about this today so let's get into it can you give us an overview of the tabernacle. You said in your message that the tabernacle was the meeting place to be in God's presence. And that was so good. So can you give us an overview of the tabernacle? Um, yeah, but in giving you an overview of the tabernacle, I've got to 
be able to go back into Genesis. Yes, come on, Pastor. When Adam and Eve sinned, God made them perfect, holy uh, human beings. When disobedience came in and they sinned, they covered themselves with fig leaves. And so when God came in, he already knew what they had done. He knew before he made them what was going to happen. And so God had a plan and a purpose uh, before he even made us of how he would redeem us back to him. Mm. And so when Adam and Eve used fig leaves to cover themselves, God said, no, what you're doing is not good enough. Uh, and so God killed a, a goat, took the, the skin, and clothed them with it. And so as we fast forward, man comes on, uh, population begins to grow, and people are still sinning um, for that. But God has a plan and a purpose throughout the history as you study your Bible. Um, I used to tell people, read your Bible. I don't tell people to read their Bible. I tell people, study yes. your Bible yes. so that you can really see and understand what God is doing. And so God uh, allowed Israel as they began to grow, Jacob renamed them into Israel, sent them down into Egypt. They spent 400 years there um, for that. What we've got to look at and see is that the devil is creating uh, the imaginations of people. He's giving them things to think about. He's giving them all these different gods to worship. And so God has to reveal himself to us. He has to know. Uh, he has to let us know who he is. And so in having Israel in Egypt and they having these multiple gods, when God brought them out, the first thing that he did was to bring them to Mount Sinai and gave Moses the Ten Commandments. When they came down, when Moses came down from the mountain, the children of Israel had been sinning, mm -hmm. and so Moses broke the, the uh, tablets. Um, and so when God brought them there, he kept them there, they had to wander around the wilderness. But what God did, he instructed Moses to build this tabernacle and told Moses that he must build it according to the specifications. Don't deviate from it because this was a replica of what is in heaven. And so when we come to the tabernacle, what we see is a structure surrounded by a curtain, a very thick, heavy curtain. And that it only has one entrance. Uh, there's only one way into the tabernacle, the same way as there's only one way to God, uh, and that's Jesus Christ. The tabernacle entrance is supposed to face towards the east. When Israel would camp, the tabernacle would be in the center of the camp, of course, because Jesus is the center of our life. He's the center of our joy. When you come into the tabernacle, the first uh, thing you find is an altar, okay. is an altar. Take us on the tour, Pastor. Yeah. Go ahead, take us you've, on the tour. You've, you've got to go by the altar. There's no way to avoid uh, uh, coming into the tabernacle, going into the holy places without coming by the altar um, for that because this is where the sacrifice is made that allows us to come into the presence of God. From there, you would go into the opening of a tent, which was called the holy place. It had two rooms in the tent, the holy place and the holy of holies. Right there, you had a laver, 
or what some people might, might consider a wash basin, which before you can go in to minister before God, you had to sanctify yourself. Mm-hmm. You had to wash yourself uh, before you went in there. Uh, once you sanctified yourself, now you can come into a ministry. And so many people are trying to come into ministry without going by the altar, without sanctifying themselves. And so now you're coming into the presence of God when you come into the holy place. When you come into the holy place, directly in front of you is the golden altar. I'm sorry, is the golden uh, lampstand for that. To your left is the table of showbread. To your right is the altar of incense. When we come into this place, there is no other light in this place. The only light that we're getting is from the golden lampstand. And that represents, signifies to us, Jesus is the light of the world. We can't mix the light of God with the light of the world. That's why there were no windows. There were no other uh, ways for light to come into this holy place. The table of showbread, the priest kept 12 loaves of bread on this. Every week they had to change that. Jesus is the bread of life. Uh, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Uh, To the right of that, the uh, altar of incense represents our prayers. It represents the prayers of uh, the uh, saints of God, which continually go up before God. Now, when you make your way past the golden lampstand, there's a very thick and heavy veil Mm -hmm. between the holy place and the holy of holies. It's a very thick veil um, in there. In this holy of holies is only two pieces of furniture. There's the Ark of the Tabernacle, and then there's the mercy seat that covers the Ark. Inside of the Ark were three items, the jar of manna to keep them reminded of how God fed them in the wilderness for 40 years, Aaron's rod that budded, and the selection of Aaron and his family as Levites. And then you had the Ten Commandments, the second set, that, that God had given them. And this is so awesome that the law being in the Ark of the Covenant was covered by the mercy seat. Hmm. It was covered by the mercy seat. Once a year, the high priest had to first offer up a sacrifice for himself, and then he would offer up a second sacrifice for himself and the people on the altar. He would go straight to the laver, go into the Holy of Holies, not conversate, not talk to anybody, not stop along the way and make his way into the Holy of Holies where he would sprinkle this blood once a year on there. And so what that signifies is that when God looks down at us, he sees us as being covered by the blood. Without the mercy seat being on the ark, what God would see is the law, the Ten Commandments, the law. And we all know that the wages of sin is death. But because the mercy seat covers the Ten Commandments, we have God's grace and mercy. And so God tells Moses to build this tabernacle. Moses builds the tabernacle. And when they go to dedicate the tabernacle, the glory of God comes down on the tabernacle, the Shekinah, the, the cloud, comes down on the tabernacle. On there, and they began to call it the tent of meeting. 
which was the place that God would come and meet with them and talk to them and give them instructions. And when the cloud lifted, then they, they would move. If the cloud stayed there, they would not move. The cloud stayed there for a year. They would stay there the whole year wow. and, uh, and not move. They would come and camp one day. Next day, the cloud would move. They would have to, to move for that. Now, what that's, the reason that's important for us today is that if you draw a line, when you first walk into the tabernacle, is from the altar to the wash basin or the laver into the holy place, going into the holy of holies, you would draw a straight line. All of the furniture was aligned in a straight line. If you can imagine in your mind, the altar, the laver, the golden lampstand, and the ark. Now, with the showbread and the altar of incense, you draw a line perpendicular to the straight line you just drew. That's a cross. That's a cross. God is letting us know. Everything we read in the Bible, everything that we look at that God does points to Jesus Christ. Yes. It points to Jesus Christ. You know, in those days, they didn't understand that Jesus was coming to die on the cross. Yes. But God knew that, so he gave them this tabernacle to signify the death that Jesus would die uh, for the redemption of mankind. So was that the whole purpose of the tabernacle? The, the purpose of the tabernacle was twofold. It's to point them to, to Jesus and also to give them a means of being able to be forgiven of their sins until the coming of Jesus. That's why the high priest had to come in, into the Holy of Holies once a year and offer up the blood on the mercy seat for the sins of the, well, no, well, for his sins and for the sins of the of the people. And so God is concerned about us. Yes. God loves us. He doesn't want us to be in sin. And so he's made a way even in the Old Testament for us to be forgiven of sin. Now as time as time marches and time goes on, Israel goes into the the land, they're disobedient, they go through the period of uh, judges. Then they go through the period of uh, the, the kings. The kingdom gets split, uh, uh, ten uh, uh, tribes, two tribes. As we go on, they're taken over by Babylon, taken over by the Assyrians, taken over by the Romans. Now we come to the period of Jesus Christ, uh, born of a virgin, which I absolutely believe, yes. you know, uh, um, for that. So now we're in the time of Jesus Christ. So the writer of Acts tells us, God, who in times past has spoken unto us by his prophet, has in these last days spoken unto us by his son. And so we know we're in the last days because Jesus Christ came to redeem us. And everything that happened in his life, going to the River Jordan and being baptized, and John the Baptist saying, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Because the sacrifice that the priest did once a year could not take away our sins. It made atonement for that year, but it couldn't wash us. It couldn't uh, complete the work that Jesus 
himself was getting ready to do the son of God. And so God wrapped himself in flesh and came down here to redeem us from our sins for that. And so Jesus Christ dies on the cross as it was prophesied of him on Golgotha's hill. And when he uttered these last words, it is finished, that means the plan of God, the redemption of mankind was complete because Jesus died on the cross for us. Now, when Jesus resurrected on the third day, uh, Mary came and wanted to touch him, but he said, no, you can't touch me because I have not yet ascended uh, unto my father. And the reason being was the same way the high priest couldn't stop. When he once received the, the blood, he had to go straight into the Holy of Holies and sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat. And Jesus Christ had to do the same thing with his blood. He had to go into the one in heaven, mm -hmm. uh, Paul tells us, the, the writer of Hebrews tells us, and sprinkle his blood on there. And so we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And that's something for us to be grateful for and thankful to God for. Now, God just doesn't just leave us there. You know, when God made us, he made us holy. And so when he redeems us, he wants us to be holy. And he made us in his image. Now, what that means is man is body, soul, and spirit. And the Bible lets us know, the word of God lets us know that we are the temple of God. We are God's tabernacle. This is where God wants to dwell with us. So he we wants, are the tabernacle. We are the tabernacle now. Yes, we are the, the tabernacle. Jesus said in Revelation 3 and 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, where he's knocking at the door of our hearts. He wants to come in and sup with us. He wants fellowship with us. He wants to meet with us. The same way God came down uh, uh, in the cloud to meet with Moses, to meet with Israel, God, through Jesus, wants to meet with us now um, for that. So we're, we're the tabernacle today. We're the temple of God. And so we've, we've got to be careful how we treat the temple of God. You know, we can't yes. defile the temple of, uh, of God uh, in order for us to remain holy. And so I've got here, there are seven steps um, to victory in order for us to be able to make it in with God. Yes, we begin with the altar. Uh, and the altar is a picture of the cross. It's a picture of the cross. That's where the sacrifice is made. Uh, the cross is where Jesus sacrificed his life. Uh, then we have the laver, which separates us, which sanctifies us. Love not the world, neither the things of, of the world. It sanctifies us. It washes us from the filth of the world. And that's a continual process that we go through because as we get up every day and go to work and go to school and uh, uh, deal with people, we take on some of those things that we need to wash back off of us uh, uh, again. And so we're, we're continuously being sanctified by the water of God's word. The next thing we see is the table of showbread. And eating is a means of fellowship. That's how we fellowship uh, um, for that. So after we've been separated, after we've been washed, praise God, then we are uh, able to enter into fellowship with God because Jesus is the bread of life. The next step we have is testimony. And I tell folk testimony is just so important to be able to remember what God has done for you, to be able to remember 
where God brought you from um, for that. And so we have to let our light shine. We have to let people know that Jesus is the Savior of the world. He came to save the world, praise God. And all of this, and the awesome thing to me is this is God's plan. This is God's purpose. This is God's will. And he had it lined up before the foundation of the world. When Adam and Eve sinned, he didn't have to scratch his head and try to figure out what am I going to do now. Yes. He, all, he knew that they were going to do that. And he already had a plan in motion to redeem us back to him um, for that. And so when we're the light of the world, when, when we see this golden lampstand, which represents the light of, of God. Jesus is the light of the world, and he's extended that light to us when he told us, ye are the light of the world. And so we ought to let our light shine that men might be able to see God through us. Now, I got to throw this in there. Okay. Is there a lot of folks not showing their light, not letting their light shine? Uh -oh. Is there a lot of folks whose lights are getting dim? Yes, it has. It has. But but you can you can restrike your fire, relight your fire, relight your light with God um, uh, on this. Next thing we come to is the golden incense altar, which is the symbol of prayer and intercession. This is one of the greatest things that God has given us in our walk with him, is being able to converse, being able to talk with him, praise God, and being able to pray for other people. It's a mighty weapon that God has given us, uh, and we shouldn't fail to pray. Uh, on that. And our prayers are continuously going up on this golden altar of incense. It's continuously going up. And Jesus Christ is sitting on the right hand of God and he's making intercession for us. He's making intercession for us. And then Romans tell us, Lord, have mercy. You don't know how to pray. And so the spirit has to make intercession for us according to the will of of God. And so it's important that we make that intercession. Now, after we pass through all of this, we come to the Ark of Covenant. It's a covenant that God has made with us. Amen. If you walk with me, if you be obedient to me, I'll be your God. And it's awesome to have God as your God. It makes life so much easier. It does. It makes life so much simpler knowing that the Lord is on your side. And a lot of worries that other people have, we don't have to have them. Uh, do we have them? Yeah, a lot of us do. Uh, we have to learn how to walk in the will of God, learn how to walk in the, in the word of God. And as we do that, we come into closer fellowship, a stronger fellowship with God where we see a lot of things we used to do back then, not being concerned about that. One of the things having these four heart attacks really did for me was to show me what was important before them and just not that important anymore yes. uh, for that. And the next thing we find is the mercy seat. The mercy seat completely represents Christ because the blood is sprinkled on the mercy seat by the high priest. Jesus Christ shed his blood for our sins. And if you go back into Genesis and when, and, uh, uh, when God was getting ready to send the death angel in, he told them to kill the animal, put the blood on your doorpost, and when I see the blood, I will pass over. We don't get from God what we deserve. We get from God what he gives us in love, yes. and that's mercy, the mercy of Christ that he, that, that he gives us. And it's just awesome to know that. And I mean, it's really awesome to know that. So many people are having a hard time in life because they don't feel that God loves them. 
Lord have mercy. I was talking to somebody the other day and they were going through some problems and they felt as if God was judging them. You got problems doesn't mean that God is judging you. You got problems because everybody got problems. There's problems in, in, uh, in, in life. But the love of God yes. that God has for us is giving us strength and enabling us to be ready to go back with Jesus. I really loved how you just broke all of that down. That was so good. And I just loved how you said, I, that was so interesting to me, how you said the way the tabernacle was built, the way God instructed Moses to build it was, uh, you said a replica of heaven? Yes, it's a, there's, a, there's an exact replica of the tabernacle in heaven. Um, for that. That's why God instructed Moses to build it according to, to uh, spe specifications. And not only that, and God knowing that these people could not build it exactly the way he told them to without God giving them help. So if you go back into your scripture and see how God touched the people and they just brought so much to help build the tabernacle that Moses had to tell them, stop, you don't, you don't have to bring any more. Uh, for that, we've got enough to build this tabernacle. And God put the anointing, the uh, uh, ingenuity, the uh, creativity into these people on how to build this uh, with this gold, how to build with the wood, how to make this furniture for that, because it was it was representing Christ. Yes, it was representing Christ, and Christ was the perfect sacrifice that God had for us. And so the tabernacle had to be perfect. Yes. One thing I like about God listening to you talk is that he's so detail-oriented. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> I loved how everything had a meaning and significance. Like, that is so awesome. Yes. Seriously. I appreciate you being on the show, Pastor Jamal, and sharing. That was so good, so deep, and so informative. I'm, I'm grateful that I am the tabernacle today, and I want to really spread that message because I don't think a lot of people really realize that they are the tabernacle today. Absolutely. So if you don't mind, if you, could you say a prayer for our listeners? Yes, yes. Uh, I, I really appreciate you coming. Uh, those of you, please share this episode with someone. I know they're going to be blessed by it. Pastor, thank you so much. And, and whenever you're ready, Bless send you. a prayer. God, again, we thank you and we praise you for your grace and for your mercy. We thank you right now for the love that you have for us. We thank you for Jesus Christ, how you had him prepared and ready to come before the foundation of the world. We thank you for your plan, your purpose, and your will in our lives. And I pray now, God, that those that are listening to this podcast, that they would give you their lives, that they would be strengthened by this podcast. In the name of Jesus, because we're trusting you, we're looking to you. We see that there's so much doubt and confusion in the world. There's so much deception going on in the world. I pray this podcast would be a light and help it to shine and that people would see it as the truth of the word of God. In the name of Jesus, I pray it. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. So thank you again for being here. And don't forget, you can stay connected with us on social media. We are on Facebook as well as Instagram at Change My Life Podcast. Wow. Who knew being God's tabernacle would change my life?